Hey guys, this is Chelsea with Hedapreneur, and today I'm here with Shauna, who, listen, Shauna has become like one of the favorites in the Hedapreneur community. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but I want to um, introduce you guys to her. So Shauna, please tell us, tell us a little bit about you, your business, where you're at. All right. I'm Shauna Jr. I live here in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and I'm also expecting, I'm currently 26 weeks, <laughs> um, and I, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. I'm on leave from work because I'm a flight attendant, so that's kind of my situation. Ah, uh, that's so cool. Like, I don't know, did I realize, I didn't realize that you were a flight attendant. I love that. I love it so much. So, okay, so tell me you what- know, I not know if I said it, maybe. Look, well, I can I tell you, so I have a, a lot of my clients are flight attendants, so they're, it's like super close to my heart. And like in another life, I'd probably be a flight attendant. So I think it's just, I think it's cool. Um, so no, no, I want to ask, like, so tell first, tell me, how did you get, how did you get started with Henna? Okay, so my first ever encounter with Henna, I was working as a child care teacher and one of the other teachers, her name is Tamina, so sweet. Um, just did henna for the fun of it. And my last day of work, because I was moving back home, she said she wanted to do my hands, so I let her do it. And I've been in love ever since. Um, but that was my first time getting it. And then years later, I got it when I was pregnant on my stomach, um, when uh, my first son. That wasn't happy with the result. I felt like she rushed it, she didn't, and, you know, I know now, I realized I should never let her do it. But, um, so those are my two experiences. So then I decided to decide I am a post, I'm a postpartum doula on the side. I want to provide this service for my moms just for the fun of it, just if they wanted their, some prenatal henna done or things like that. So I just bought a cone off of Etsy and just started practicing on my daughters. And that's how I really got started. Never thought it would be what it is now, but that's how I got started. I love it. So you're so how long how long was between between you having Hannah done with Samina and then having it done on your belly? Was there a long time between then? Yes. It was I would say a year or two. Okay. So it's like I left. Yeah. So like creep back up on you. It's like hey. Yeah, I've been a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when you, so you go on Etsy and you get this cone and like you said, so you weren't expecting for it to be what it is today. When you got the cone on Etsy where you were like, oh, I'm just going to do this for fun. Or like, what was your thought process when you're on Etsy shopping for henna? I really, it really was like, hey, I'm going to do this for fun. Um, Cause I was like, I know my daughters and then my niece, they might care. They just didn't care. So I thought, you know, I'm going to see if it's something I can do for moms. Never thought of really anything about a business or money or nothing like that. Just because I'm already naturally creative. Um, so I was like, yeah, let me just get this little cone or this little pack of cones and see what I can do with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. So, so when you – okay, so let me ask this because I remember – you came into the entrepreneur community like in late February, and was that was that was that those pack of cones that you that you ordered, or had you been playing with it some more before you but like before you found us? No, that was the pack of cones. Like I literally only used I can't remember. It may have been eight or ten, 
and I literally used one. And for some reason, I was like, you know what? I wasn't. I thought it was something I was doing wrong because I, I I traced something. I um, used the eyeliner and traced the design. And when I saw the stain, I didn't like it. I didn't like the results. So I was like, maybe I should join a henna group just to see what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm holding the cone wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I just was wanting a few pointers. And that's when I became educated about natural henna and making your own. And all that. All that because... Um, <laughs> I found out the cones I was using <laughs> weren't actually what I should have been using. They're chemical cones. So, yeah. yeah I only used the cones one time and I threw that whole pack away after y'all educated me. <laughs> I'm not even mad. Like, I feel like everybody starts there. Like, for real, I remember, I like, I used those cones. It was not, not the same ones that you, that you bought. Because um, I remember the stain. It was not the same. But... Um, even me, like, I, and I and I knew, like, oh, you need natural henna, and so like, I was looking for cones that like said natural henna and like didn't give an instant stain. Like, I feel like it's such a learning curve. Everybody, everybody goes through it. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you found that you found out about natural henna early on. Were you like, how did you? One, how did you feel? How did you feel when you heard like, oh, um, that's not something I should use, um, like. Were, were you like, oh man, like I'm now, did, was it overwhelming for you? Was it, I don't know, like what was that experience like for you too? Um, honestly, because I guess I went in with an open mind and an open heart. Because I was like, I, I went in there for advice. So whatever advice I got, I was going to be like, okay, take it for what it is and learn from it. So when, um, I cannot remember her name, but every time I see her face in the group, I know like I, I always remember her telling me like, oh, please don't use these cones. <laughs> so um, I could be like, oh, I didn't know. You know, thank you for telling me. And then mm -hmm. someone else was saying how I should um, try mixing my own and suggested uh, your mixology course. And I was like, you know, I was thinking in my mind like, this is really getting a lot bigger than I thought this was. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be, but I told my husband about it. I was like, you know, I'm willing to invest. You know, you know, me mixing my own let's just see let's just see where it goes you know and he was very supportive of it and I just went from there but I everything that everyone said I did not take personally I didn't feel like it was uh, uh, a hit at me I really felt like everyone was just trying to point me in the right direction like hey before you go further <laughs> how about we get you on the right path to <laughs> <some> natural henna <laughs> so and that's how I think it Oh my gosh. Listen, and that's real. I ask because you know what I like I I know sometimes when, when artists come in and they're like, Oh, I'm using this space or whatever, and then someone comes and they're like, Oh, but do you know about natural henna? And like it can be overwhelming. It can be really overwhelming. It can be like like you said, like maybe someone like a personal shot. And so I'm glad to hear that that wasn't your experience. I'm glad to hear that. So so you so you hear about mixology class, you talk to your husband, like <laughs> I have to know, like, what was his, what was his response? I know you said he was supportive, but like, was he like, okay? Or was he like, um, well, what are you like, where are we going with this? Like, <laughs> it definitely was a, like, where are we going with this, <laughs> with this thing? Cause, cause he wasn't expecting me to invest money in it. I wasn't expecting it either, but I'm like, look, I'm on leave. I got time. <laughs> I have to <laughs> kill some time somehow. Um, and I've been on leave since January, so I'm just like, yeah, let's just see how it was. So he was supportive, and 
I had used money that I saved up for just just for personal things that I wanted for myself. Yeah. And I wasn't disappointed at all. And then if anything, he ended up being my biggest cheerleader because he see he saw from the very beginning and to this day. So he'd be like, like, babe, you're doing really good. I'm like, Do you think so? I don't like how I do that mark and I'll go on to something. But he's like, Babe, you're doing like look at this and then look at that. So that's when I started realizing like maybe I am doing a little good. So I was like, I won't believe it till I post it in the group. So I'm like, Open in the group to get some get some verification. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is hilarious! But no, you know what? It's true. It's true. I feel like you, I, I, Shauna, like I geek out. Like I see your work now. I'm like, who is this person? Like <laughs> you have improved so much, so so fast. So, like, tell me, like, for you, was there, like, just as a person, right, as an individual, have you found that? that henna has has perhaps the process of learning about henna or 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 just like the creative part like i don't know whatever that is for you but have you found that that um coming into like the world of uh the world of henna has impacted you on a, like on a personal level thus far i want to say yes in a sense um but mine is more so with uh having a a way to express myself creatively and then also with patience. So it's like now I'm not, like I said, I'm not flying at the moment. I'm not working. So it's like I'm coming into this new world. I'm a newbie. And, but I know I'm very creative on the inside. Like I love drawing as a kid. And so I'm like, all these women, I've watched tons of videos on YouTube of how people, I'm like, how in the world do they make that so easy? And I'll watch it over and over again and I can't get it. But I'm like, you know, I'm creative too. I can do this. I may not do it just like them, <laughs> but um, I'm going to do it the best way I know how. And I love how it's taught me um, patience and consistency. But then it's also giving me an outlet. Like, even sometimes, like at home, when Maybe like I'm a little stressed. Like I'm like I'm not seeing that method today. I'm just gonna pull out a cone and doodle. <laughs> I would, mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Or if my husband decides he wants to watch the game or watch something on TV, well I'm doodling while he's doing that. I'm not really interested in watching, but at least we're still like beside each other. <laughs> yeah, present type thing. So I do feel like those that outfit, like that little my creative outlet that I've always kind of been holding back, holding back because that ain't too much you can do on a plane you know, with your creativity. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. It's shuffling down the halls. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. I love it. So, okay. I think that patience, so <laughs> it's funny how patience, it, it does. It kind of creeps up on you. You have to, I feel like you have to be patient as a head artist. Like, you have to. You There's the learning curve of, of mixing the paint and like even just waiting for the for the dye to release and like there's a there's an element of patience in every single bit of it if it's you know learning to maneuver the cone or if it's um I don't know moving into like finding the right clients to work with and like all of that it requires it and I feel like many times when we think about when we think about patience patience is like it like sometimes I feel so I feel like I'm I'm totally watching this. But I feel like patience, many times we think of it as being very passive. And I feel like with henna, patience has to be an active patience. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. So for you, like, do you, do you see yourself like for when you're, when you're thinking about your experience with Hannah and your journey with Hannah, do you feel like, okay, I've got a milestone here and, um, and I know that that's where I'm going, but I'm going to have to be patient in the process. Or are you just kind of letting it unravel and unfold as it goes? You know what? I think it's actually a little bit of both because I'm definitely a goal setter and I have a milestone, you know? So maybe I'm working on, there was a point I was working on teardrops until I got to the point I was comfortable with teardrops. Right now, I'm, I'm practicing a lot of things, but right now I'm like, I got to get these pumps down packed. Um, and these are little milestones that I'm hitting. But at the same time, some things are unraveling. Like the more I practice, and the more I, I practice every day. So the more I practice, I realize I am getting better. And then more people are interested. Like whenever I go home to visit, it could be what we were just there for, was it Memorial Weekend? I'm known as the one with henna. So I bring my little henna bag with me because all the little girls <laughs> want to get their henna done. And I don't mind because it's practice for me. And then they're happy. Their parents love it. Um, and now I got my aunt, my great aunt, and everybody coming. So I'm starting to realize like this thing is kind of unraveling a lot, <laughs> a lot quicker <laughs> than I expected it to. Because they're like, why aren't you doing this? Because I'm still practicing. I'm still trying to get the skills together. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm taking my time. I'm setting my personal milestones and goals for what I want to reach. And then, and sometimes I'm over here like doing a little impromptu henna party for some teenage girls. So it is what it is, but I'm, I'm happy about it. I, I enjoy doing it. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, okay. So you started in February then. So February, March, April, May. We're now in early June. So you're like, and okay, February, I remember it was February 26th when you came into the group. I'll never forget that. So only because I'm like hype about the progress of the process. Like, so, um, so it's February 26th. So we've got uh, February, March, April, May. So you're really three months and like a week into doing henna. And, but can I tell you, your progress is like, it's been absolutely phenomenal. Like to see you progress from, from your swirl. And I, I know I clown a little bit about your teardrops. I remember you being like, oh, I can't do the teardrops. And I'm like, no, look at your teardrops. <laughs> oh my gosh. You did, you're doing, no, really. You're like, you're doing so, so well. I wanted to celebrate you. So, so for you, like, um, we you think about your milestones because you're still so early on, like what mile, do you mind? Can you share like, what are, what are like, I don't know, two or three of your milestones right now that you're like, this is what I'd like to get to. Um, okay. So like I said earlier, I'm pregnant. So I'm due September 10th and, but I'm sure we're going to have him the end of August. I have to have a scheduled C-section. So one of my milestones is to be good enough to start charging after the baby is born. Mm. Um, so like after his, his name is going to be Carter. So after Carter is born, you know, and after I go through my postpartum and I recover, I want to be able to be charging by then, you know, to where people are like, you know, I get the okay from the group, Shauna, go ahead and start charging, that type thing. But that's one of my goals. And then um, definitely by the end of the year, maybe beginning of next year, the okay to maybe start 
seeing if I want to dibble and dabble in festivals to see how fast, because I want to get faster. I've definitely gotten faster, a lot faster than what I was, but to see if I'm good enough for like festival type stuff, like get them in, get them out, and it still be cute stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to probably try my first festival end of the year, beginning of the next year. Just try it, see how I like it. So those are two, two of my goals. I love it. Well, I think you're well on your way, honestly. On um, I think if you're yeah, by the time for I feel like yeah, I feel like those are achievable milestones for sure. Like your your progress is moving like this, but it makes sense. You're practicing every day, so it's only to be expected that that you would see such quick improvement. Let me ask you how um how long is it taking you right now to do like a strip design? Um, you know what? I need to time myself because see, I always say, I feel like it takes me 30 minutes, but everybody's like, no, Shauna, it did not take us that long. It took us like 10, 10 to 15 minutes. So I'm like, I thought that was that long. Because every time I'm like, I did my sister, uh, my sister-in-law's when we went to go to my daughter's graduation in Little Rock and I did her arm. And like, when I was like, almost, she's like, look, she's almost done with my hand. I feel like I've been sitting here for five minutes. Like, We've been here longer than that. So I really need to record. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking long. So I, I'm not sure. So maybe in between 15 minutes or so. But mine aren't super detailed yet, though. Mm-hmm. So let me get to the more detailed part and I could probably give you a better. Uh, well, you know, I asked because, you know, with festival work, Festival work, it is quick, but it it can be simple too. So like for for me, I try to anytime I'm in a festival environment, like I'm looking at three to four minute designs. And like on the high end, it's like maybe a seven minute design. Like maybe we can get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I asked. So if you're not timing yourself already, start timing yourself, girl. You can start, you can see like, you know, your progress that way also you can feel more comfortable when you're going into that setting. So okay. What about like, so business-wise, what what other, um, do you have any business milestones for you? I know you said you want to start taking clients by August. Is there a particular type of client that you're liking to, that you're hoping to serve? Yes, I'm definitely interested in um, prenatal henna um, and just decorate the belly at that special moment. A lot of women are going through that. That's special. I'm going to do it right now. But yeah. Sometimes you only get it once, and you get it a few times, you know, the woman. But it really is a special moment. You try to take pictures and things like that. So I think I love when women have their their bellies done, and they actually have a photo shoot um, with it. And then also um, something that kind of came after the fact uh, is henna crowns, because I've had family members that went through um chemo and had cancer and had to do the whole thing of shaving their head or you know letting it grow back and, and I was thinking like how amazing that would be if I could have went in and gave them a henna crown you know and just being supportive and they love stuff like like I even asked some of them they're like Sean if you were doing henna at that time I would have definitely said yes but it's something about to me and it's more than just the henna but it's also like the connection the connection with another mother and giving her something she wants that she can cherish with her baby. And the same with a, a, another woman that just went through um, chemo, you know, some, it's a, it's a big, it's a drastic change to lose your hair or to have to shave it off. And it's, 
So a way to show yourself off in another beautiful way or to make a, a stand about something, I'm all for it. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for those bellies and those tenor crowns um, just so I can touch hearts and just make memorable moments. Oh, I love that. I love it so much. Oh, I love it. Because you know what it is? I think, I think, I, and I tell my clients this also, you know what? It's, it's, it's the, the henna is like the means to the end, but that connection that you have, honestly, that's what we're like, that's what we're in business for. You know what I mean? And that's what we're, that's what we're wanting to, to create and to nurture with, with the women around us, the communities around us is that bond of, um, you know, empowerment and, and, and celebration and cherishing those, 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 uh, perhaps small victories, perhaps large victories, whatever they are, those special moments. So I love that you're leaning in on that side too. How, do you, have you, have you, I, I want to know, like, have you, have you tried to hunt your own belly yet? <laughs> no, actually, I've actually considered it and I was like, it's not going to work. <laughs> I could only do the top, so I did reach out to another henna artist um, that's here, which is so funny because I'm all now that I'm educated about my henna. I was like, "Do you have lavender henna combs?" <laughs> and she was like, "No, I don't." And I'm like, "Oh man!" <laughs> but um, so then it ended up we end up kind of it's not like no close relationship, but I realized we end up kind of going back and forth about a little bit because um she's in school full time and I was just suggesting to her like hey you should try it and blah 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 and so like now we kind of have a relationship where if there's someone I want to refer her to I can't refer her if I can't do anything just for me asking her about it because she didn't even I didn't even tell her I did henna I just was seeing if she was available and then finally I was like well I just made this henna comb and it stayed really well and so now I got a henna friend I love it. It's the same. It lives in the same city as me, so I thought that was pretty neat. That is cool. Well, I think it's so important to to build that community too, like with other artists in your network or in your area to build a network with them. Like you said, if you want to make referrals or even just for yourself, sometimes look, you want your own henna done. It's like, can I just come and just do my henna, please? Oh my goodness, I love it. So, like, okay, so tell me right now, what does it look like? Like, what is um, what does a typical day look like for your business? Well, since I'm only, since I'm still just practicing and just working on tips, um, a typical day for me is uh, waking up to a two-year-old, <laughs> and I pull out my, I pull out my comb and let it out of the freezer. Or if I, you know, I usually have a practice comb that maybe it's halfway done. I pull it out and let it thaw out. And while he's watching whatever he wants to watch for his little moment, I'm practicing. Um, or, everybody knows this, if there is a free body that does not have any henna or that is a part of them that is not henna yet, <laughs> I'm going for it. So that really is a typical day for me. It's like, hey, did your henna fade? Or, hey, do you have an itchy hand? I just did my daughter's this morning. She's going to a... Um, a lupus event this weekend and she wanted me to do the lupus symbol on her hand. I had I didn't post it in the group, I posted it on my um, Facebook page and it came out really cute. But it's that's just what I'm used to. I'm used to just waking up, starting out a call, practicing. And if I'm not practicing on um my acrylic board or some paper, I'm practicing on somebody. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> and I love practicing on um, even my husband. My husband when I say my husband is so supportive. He'll just put his leg up and he's like, he's a lot lighter than me. 
so everything shows. I'm like, I, don't, I just mixed this henna, baby. I'm like, I don't know how the stain is yet. He's like, you want to practice? I'm like, mm-hmm. So I just do whatever. And he just looks at it. He'll tell me how much he likes it. He just, he doesn't care. He is so smart. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it so much. I remember, I, so my husband and I, we got married shortly after I cre- after I opened my business. And I remember like doing henna for him and like, those moments are so special. Like I have pictures of my horrible henna back then, but like he was like proudly wearing it. I'm like, I love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same way. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh they look they 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 suffer from us but they and they do they they, they love it it's like oh, it's like their badge of honor i love it oh my gosh so so it, it's so it's so bad but okay so no um okay so you get up and you're practicing and whatnot i love that are you also because i know recently inside of the community you'd asked about you know gathering reviews and whatnot and and whether you should start a facebook business page are you starting also to gear up like getting the things in order for for business to go once you've had Carter? Yes, I am. Um, So I do have the, I do have an Instagram one and that was kind of like, I don't think it was forced, but I had to kind of start putting pictures somewhere. Yeah. Um, And that's how that happened. But yeah, when I I reached out to the group asking, should I start with a Facebook thing? I was like, I didn't even think about doing that now and getting reviews up ahead of time. So when it's time for me to charge and they want to see, they can just go ahead and see like, oh, she really does know what she's doing. Or, oh, people have gotten hit with her before. It's already there versus me trying to build it at that moment. So I'm, that's definitely something I'm trying to get done before Carter is born. I love it. Are you, because right now I'm like, yeah, girl, get all the reviews, get all the reviews, get them however you got to get them. Um, it's so, it's so important. And I love, I love your business name, Southern Henna. Is that what you're going to stick with? You know what? I honestly, I think I am because I was telling, uh, when I was trying to come up with something, I was like, baby, you know, I'm new to Henna, but, uh, you know, I don't really, I'm in the South. I'm very my I talk very country. I can't hear it, but everyone tells me all the time. So I had that southern draw. So I was like, you know what, Southern henna, perfect. And now it just kind of sticks. I'm so used to seeing it. Like I feel like it is kind of like my little henna ID now. I love it though. For real. Like I think it's perfect. When I saw it on Instagram, I was like, this is shot, this is shot. I like it. I love it. I think it's the best. I think it's the best. So I, I, I vote Southern Hannah for sure. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so I know that you're wanting to, to add on the henna service, like, um, with your postpartum packages for your doula clients. Are you also, are you like, are you thinking that Southern henna will be a standalone thing and then you'll kind of bounce between your two businesses or do you think that you'll kind of limit it? Like, what is it? What is what does your ideal henna business look like to you right now? You know, it's, um, it's funny that you even asked that because me and my husband have been talking about like, I never thought, I shouldn't say I never, but I really didn't see my henna growth or me doing henna becoming, how, becoming the way it is now. Like, it's, I feel like I just opened more opportunities for me just from practicing it. And I'm feeling like I'm getting more love and support through Hannah than I am as a postpartum doula. 
And it's not that I can't do, it's not that I can't be a postpartum doula. I think um, I could still do it, but I do see myself letting Southern Henna kind of be a standalone thing um, mm-hmm. and just seeing where it goes. And then kind of doodling on the side, even if it has to be to where if, if Southern Henna becomes bigger than me doodling, I'll let it be and I'll still provide the service to moms if I'm able, but I love it. I feel like um, it's not work when I do it, when I'm doing henna. Um, and sometimes as a doula, like I don't even, I'm I'm a postpartum doula for a reason. The first part is not for me. So there's some things that where it's like, you have to cross over and stuff like that. I'm like, this is too much for me, you yeah. know? But um, if I want, if uh, Southern Henna takes over and it's doing so well, and I feel like I'm reaching moms and other women, more than I am through the other thing, yes. I just let it be a standalone thing mm-hmm. and just see how it goes. You know, I, I relate to that a lot. I don't know. Um, I feel like most people don't know this about me, but I'm also I'm a certified postpartum doula for the same reason. I don't. I'm like the birth, not my thing, but but <laughs> postpartum, like I love postpartum work, and I'm a childbirth educator, so um, I I hear what you're saying a lot. And you know what? So when I opened my um, my birth services business um, a couple years back, I I also I wanted to serve women, um, but I was I ultimately I opened it up so that I could start serving women through the winter months. Like it was never my that that business was never meant to be a full time thing. It was meant to be uh, how can I supplement when the henna season slows. And then I saw myself make some changes inside of my henna business that totally took those winter slow months off the table. Like I was still working full time and it was like, it didn't go the way that I thought. And so now I only see postpartum clients and I only see even childbirth um, education clients like on a very, very limited basis. Um, But I feel like for me, at least, I feel like the, there is so much dueling in doing henna. Like, yeah. And I'm, I will be interested to see if this also rings true for you as you start working with your clients, but especially like for those of us who work in the postpartum space where you have to be able to, to listen and give non-judgmental feedback and um, provide education and provide emotional support and like all of those things we do those things as henna artists. Like, I feel like anyone who can create that connection with a client over henna is a doula. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm interested to see if that rings true to you. Have you found that with the with the the people that you're working with now, be it family, friends, those who are letting you practice and play with, uh, you know, play on them, are are you also experiencing that sort of connection? Are you are you seeing the the resemblance between the two industries? Actually, when you were saying that, it just kind of made a connection in my my head. Like, wow, you know, you're right. Because there are a couple um, women in their family, um, new mothers or um, seasoned mothers. But it's like a, I don't know, it's it's, it's more than one thing. But one, it's kind of like I'm bringing a sense of beauty back to them. It's something like they're happy. The henna part is like they're happy to have this and show it off. And at the same time, it's like they're, it's like a relief that they're bitten about things that like we connect about being mothers, they're asking stuff, they're sharing things, they're showing pictures. Um, and then they realize like, 
hey, we're in the same boat, or we both done this, and I never thought about that. And, you know, so I was thinking when you were just saying that, like, hey, you, you're so right. Um, but I love the fact that when I'm doing, I, I, when I'm doing henna, I have that connection. It's like, hey, and I'm not only doing henna for you, but I'm also connecting with you as a woman. Um, and we're both saying, like, hey, yeah, I've been there, done that. We both got the T-shirt. You're not alone. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, you're leaving with an experience or something that you can show off. You know, that that you that you adore, that you're proud of. So, but yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm yeah. Glad no, for sure. Like, you know what I do? And even, you know, like when we think about um, the traditions of henna, like, because obviously around the world, there are so many different traditions with henna anyway. But um, so my husband is Sudanese, right? And um, in Sudan, when you have a baby, um, after you've had your baby, part of the postpartum process is that you you go back to your mother's house and you stay at your mother's house for 40 days. And during those 40 days, you do nothing. Like it's like uh, confinement, um, like in Chinese tradition, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit less intense than confinement in that way. Um, but you're there at your mother's house, the women, the, you know, come and visit you and take care of you, whatever. But, and I love this, I love this so much. At the end of the 40 days, the mom is is then taken and she like they bathe her and they wax her and they perfume her and they do all the things and they give her a big henna like elaborate henna celebration and then they take her and the baby and they take her back to her husband's house like a new bride like these all of those things are things that they do also when you're getting married the waxing and the perfuming and the, like all those things but they do that at 40 days after you've had your baby also. And I love that the henna is included there. And I love that you're presented as a new bride again. And when you think about the postpartum journey and how you've got that shift and your body is different and it doesn't feel yours anymore. There's sometimes there's that disconnect and to go through that and then have, have this, you know, this thing that you work so hard for your child and then to be able to go back and, and be made to feel like a queen. Like, I love that. So I don't know, maybe, maybe postpartum henna is going to be also one of the things that you're doing. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I agree. Cause um, I was just thinking, it kind of reminds me of like when we go through a new hairstyle or I don't know, we're finally able to wear something we couldn't wear, wear in a long time type thing. And you go back and you're just so happy. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I love that. When they said presenting them back to their husband, yeah, yeah, I totally it's like a new like I don't know. Yes, it's a little bit, you know, like I don't know. Look at you know, I got a little something. I got a little something going on. Yeah, <laughs> I got my sexy back though. Exactly. Yeah, yes, <laughs> just like that. I love it. I love it so much. So okay, so you just shifting gears a little bit. So we got you. You you know. You know that you're headed in one direction with with uh, specialty work, with post, with uh, prenatal work, with crowns and so forth. And then you said you're like interested in dabbling with festivals to check it out. Is there um, any other like type of of business or type of service that you're looking at offering right now that you're like, hmm, I think that might be for me. Um, I mean, I've, I kind of, I guess, henna parties, but um, I've actually considered that, but I've only been doing it. Um, now like a little bit just for teenage girls or my my daughters they're twins they're in they're 20 so like if they have friends over I'll do it for them 
But um, I would say that maybe. But other than that, I mean, uh, or besides private appointments. But other than that, see, I like that you that you know the direction you're headed. Yeah, no, for real. Because I feel like so many times, I like will 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 want to do all the things. But it's like you don't have to. You can you can choose. You can choose. <laughs> you get to choose what you're gonna do. So um, for you, like in in the process of getting started, right? What's been the hardest thing for you thus far? Um, in it could be with the technical side, or ideally even um, what's been the hardest part for you with like getting set up or getting started with the business side of it all. Um, I guess. I guess the hardest or the challenging part for me is uh, was or still is in a sense putting myself out there because I'm so new and you see all these amazing henna artists and you know they're like they can whip up a whole arm in like two minutes and all this stuff <laughs> and it's kind of like mm, I don't think nobody wants to look at what I'm doing. <laughs> So it was kind of, that's what I was like when I did the Instagram thing. I was kind of like, it just kind of happened because I need to put these pictures somewhere so I can see my progress and then others can actually see my progress too. But I think that was the tough part. It's like, and a sea of all this amazing henna art, I'm going to put myself out there to show my beginning stages. And it was, you know, it was, it wasn't that scary, but it was a little in my scared because sometimes when it's a it's a a piece I'm not too happy with I don't really tag it I don't put hen artist or nothing on it. I just post it and leave it as it is conversely <laughs> if it's just something that I'm proud of I'll tag it up hen artist natural henna <laughs> everything <laughs> but I think that's all the process of it's all a part of the journey um because I do know the more I practice, the more I do it, the better I'll get. And I do love seeing how far I came because honestly, that does help. Because sometimes you get so caught up in what you're working on at that moment, what you're trying to achieve, you don't see that you've actually grown so much or improved. And then you look back at that first <laughs> that first piece of hitter um, design that you did and you're like, you know what? I came a very, very long way. Yeah. So. I would say, yeah, putting myself out there. It can be hard. I think, especially as creatives, because it is, you're putting out a piece of you, you know? And so it's like, is it, what's, how how will people respond? How's the world going to judge this? Yeah. What does that say about me? And like, I've been there. Yeah. How about like accomplishments? How, how, what do you feel up until now? What do you feel has been like the, the highlight, your, your best professional accomplishment? In your hunter journey today, um, is are you talking about like a specific or just something in general? Anything. If uh, what uh, when you think about, yeah, I did that. Like, have you? So I will say this, and you're a part of this, and the uh, Hennepreneur group is a part of this. I did my. I decided to do my flip for the first time, and I did it. And honestly, I was like, you know, that's a pretty good job. And I was like, should I post it in the Hennepreneur group? Maybe I should. Because I felt like I, you know, I'm always posting and asking questions. Y'all know I will. Um, <laughs> so, we love it. So whatever. I'm going to post it. Because I need feedback on what I did, you know, if I needed to do something differently. I honestly did not believe or did not think everyone was going to love it the way they did. 
And when he gave me a shout out, that absolutely made my day. Um, to the point, like it was like to the point of like tears. Like I was so happy. And then even when I showed my husband, he was like, <laughs> he's like, baby, she's talking to you. <laughs> I said, I know. She's like, but this is your mentor. I said, I know. <laughs> he's like, but she, she said your name like five times. He's like, we need to go out and eat or something. <laughs> so he was so excited because I saw, I saw it earlier. And then he saw it when he got off work. And he was like, and then he, he was showing like his mom and everybody. I'm like, overall, the love that I got from you and just the henna preneur community. Even even besides that one, just the support um, just made me feel like, yeah, I came a long way. From that first time y'all were saying, Shana, put those cones down, make your own henna, or, you know, start new classes and all that other stuff, to where I am now and I'm booking ups and working on those times. I feel like that was accomplishment. Just to be supported and loved by y'all and y'all seeing my progress. Y'all even seeing my progress a lot more than I saw it before I could see it myself. Then I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I did do that foot. That's my foot. <laughs> I did it. So, I mean, I think that was a big accomplishment for me. Because, I mean, I really was cheating all day. Like, when I was watching the video, I was just, just sitting there just cheating all hard. Because I was like, what? What is what did Chelsea tag me? And I'm like, maybe it's something for like new members or something. So when I went and she was like, Shana, I'm like, <laughs> so I will say thank you for that. <laughs> thank um, you. Because that just um, really made me feel like, you know what? I am going in the right direction. I've been practicing. No one sees how much I practice other than my husband. Because he comes home and there's like um, laminated sheets of just all kinds of things that I done doodled on. Um, so it just, it's rewarding to know that you're supported by people that been doing it a lot longer and they can see, they, they can see your growth. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, that piece was, I, I remember, I showed my husband too. I was just like, look at this, come, come in, look at this. Like, look at that. And he was, he's like, that's the same person? I said, like, yes, that's the same person. She, she's been in there for like two months. It's crazy. It was, no, that was amazing. It was amazing. So, and you do, you get all the credit because you are, your 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 practice every day, you're putting the work in and it shows, it shows, it shows, like, it's phenomenal. I'm so glad. I'm so glad about that. So how, your family, I know you said your, your family is very supportive of you and in the group you've mentioned that they're like trying to push you towards like taking clients, taking clients. How are you, how are you balancing the, I'm not just feeling like I'm ready to take clients yet. And yet there's people who want to do the things. Like, how is that working for you right now? Um, honestly, I think now it's, um, everything is mellowed out. It's good. Because I had my niece, um, another one that I practice on a lot. She will just, someone will ask, like, tell your aunt that I want to do this. She's like, all right, it's going to be $15. She just started throwing out prices for me. Um, and then I have my um, cousin, had two friends. That, that's, those are my first two clients and my last two. Um, had two friends that were interested. And she's uh, tagged me or she somehow she tagged me where they can know who I was. And they, they messaged me immediately. She texted me first to tell me that she told them. Then they messaged me wanting to send up an appointment. I'm like, you know, why not? So I met them at Starbucks. Um, and did their hair designs, and they end up messing them up because one of them wrapped it in saran wrap and stuff. But um, after talking to the group and putting it out, they're like, should I start charging? Because I didn't charge them a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Like I charged like five dollars or something, and I still have those that five dollar bill on my mirror because it was my first payment. <laughs> oh, I love but, it. Um, after I, I still have it. I thought it hit a new, and I was wondering what y'all thought about it. And then um, and y'all were saying like, you know, y'all would rather me practice and get to the level where I'm comfortable with with paying what I'm worth versus charging less, and then when it's time to pay what I'm worth. And everybody's like, why are you charging so much? I said, you know what? That makes sense. So that's what I'm doing. And my family kind of knows it. So I'm like, no, nah. I tell them, like, I'm not ready for any quiet shit. Let me just keep practicing on y'all. But if it's like a friend of, with them, I don't mind doing it. But don't have them calling me <laughs> or, like, messaging me saying, can they set up an appointment? Yes. I'm not ready yet. Oh, are you finding that, like, now they're, are they, they're getting that then? It's not like, yeah. Okay, that's good. They're getting it. But they, but at the same time, they're on. They, they're waiting for me to give them the okay. Like I already know it because they're they're waiting <laughs> for me oh. to be like just just say the word. <laughs> we'll let them know. So they're waiting on me. Oh, I love it. I love. I think it's so important when you have that supportive community when you're, especially when like when you're starting a business because it really is it's hard. Like that first year is rough. It's the test of fire. And so to have a group of people around you who's rallying for you and is like, yes, we're here to, you know, bring the people your way and tell people all the things about your business and whatnot, like that's invaluable. So that's, that's, that's phenomenal. Do you, do you see yourself like once you have Carter and you, you start to open up and, and take clients, do you see yourself working um, specific hours? Like what do you have? How do you envision your business looking um, even perhaps, I don't know, perhaps it's later this year, perhaps it's in the new year. What do you, how do you see yourself, um, open, moving Southern, Southern Henna to, um, to the public or opening it to the public? So I see it more of, since I'm a stay at home mom at the moment, um, I do my mommy duties during the day. My husband works, uh, in a hard shift. So he works from like five thirty in the morning and he gets home at 5 p.m. So that's Monday through Thursday. So I was thinking like, you know, take clients in the evening um, and then on weekends when it's available. Because then I, I have that option of him helping me with our children. But now at the same time, our daughters are here with us at the moment. So they're, that's who's helping me right now, who's watching my little one. <laughs> they're watching their brother um while I'm doing this interview so if they're still around at that time I may you know do some you know midday but I always visited it starting off in the evening just to see how it goes to see um uh, how many clients I could get and if it gets to the point where hey I need to start opening it up a little a, a bigger window then I'll go from there um and then just see how it goes I'm just gonna learn from my progress and then learn from um, y'all's trial trial and error just from already being there um, and doing it, like going ahead of me. So if I ask feedback from the group, like, hey, do you think I should open more hours or should I stick it out, you know, to the end of the year and then do something different? But that's what I was thinking, just the evening for now and then on the weekend. I like it. So, uh, you know, I'll tell you right now, like that's that's how I built my business was week or evening hours and weekends and that's it and even my weekend hours are really so I don't like to work on Sundays so normally I don't 
<laughs> um, so yeah, like I'll do Saturday mornings and then I'll do the evenings uh, during the weekend because the, the same reason at homeschool. So I'm with the kids during the day. And then um, with my husband um, getting home, like we don't have babysitter, like that's not a thing. So um, I'll work from like 530 forward. And it really has worked for me because most of my clients are like um, executives or like high level professionals. So they're working during the day anyway. So, yeah. So just depending on, you know, your clients, if you're, if your clients are, are also stay at home moms then maybe they have more flexibility in the daytime hours, but they might not, they might have other kids at home just like you also. And it's like, they need to wait for the husband to get home so they can go get their henna anyway. Yeah. So you might find it works perfectly. Are you already like, what's your next, let me ask you this way. What's your next investment in your business? Um, you know, other than, because I'm in design lab, so that was my last investment. I did the mixology and design lab. So right now it's more on practicing mm-hmm. and learning what I can from design lab. And I do, when I say I learn a lot, I learn. When I feel like there's no other technique you can learn, there's always something else. that I can, And I love it because I, sometimes I run into like a, um, a block when I'm doing, you know, like what to do next. So when I learn something new, I'm like, oh, I can do this now. Um, but then after that, um, would be investing the time to get the Facebook group up and get reviews. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking at for this summer because I got roughly three months before Carter comes. So to get some reviews up and people, you know, sharing my work or, you know, being supportive of it. Are you started? I'm sorry. Are you starting with the Are you starting with the Facebook page first, and then are you Are you building a website? Are you just sticking with social for now? What do you What does that look like for you? I was thinking just the I, I was thinking just the Facebook page. Um, I do have a website, but it's really towards uh, postpartum doula and um, um, child activities, which I kind of let. I kind of kicked to the curb for a little bit, but um, I do have a website. I was wondering if there was a way I could add some of it to like have like a little section that was because my website is mom, wife, and I. So I know it could still fit under there if I wanted it to. That's something that I'm still kind of tossing in the air, but definitely the Facebook page. And then if I feel like the Facebook page, I may need to have a website, then I'll go from there. But I'm more of like a let me baby step. Let me see how let me let me dab my spin in here. Let me see how this works, and then I'll see if I need to move to this next. So. Oh, I love it. That's like me. I I meet you. I I I'll try a little something. I'm like, oh, I'll test it out, and then if I like it, then I'm all in. And if not, I'm like, eh, okay, <laughs> I'll leave that over there. Oh my gosh. So like right now. Right now, what um what costs do you have associated with your business right now? Is it are you um I don't even get to toss that. What yeah, what costs are associated with you running Southern Henna today? Um, so I'm in Design Lab, so I do that monthly. That's the monthly cost. Um, and then I do uh I make my own. Oh, as y'all know, I make my own campus, so. I feel like it's not much of a cost, but yeah, I, I seek out, like when I go to the Dollar Tree, I always see if they have some new cellophane, which they never do. They always have clear and red. Um, so I just stick with those two colors. 
<laughs> and uh, the thing, but yeah, like uh, buying my henna, my henna powder, and my oils. Um, I invested in some a good size lavender oil and a good size cashew oil. That's gonna last me a while. Then I have like my little. Um, uh, okay, let me think of it. Lemongrass and something. I don't know if it's orange blossom. No, that's my orange blossom water. But anyways, I have my scent. And it was for the longest I could not find. There's no orange blossom water here in Savannah that I can find. Oh, no. So my husband's from Little Rock. And we went to go visit our, well, we went to go to our daughter's uh, college graduation in Little Rock. We found orange blossom water. So I brought that back. So I'm happy to say at least I know where I can get it. And I love how it makes my henna smell. So my right now it's more investing in my practice and learning more about henna, you know, getting more knowledge about it and the techniques about it. And then um I forgot where it's going. Investing in my practice right now. And then um it was something I was gonna tell you and I really forgot it just really just slipped my mind. Anyways, it's all—it's really all about just investing in my practice and getting better. Yeah, so. I feel like um, for someone who's like interested in starting a henna business, it can be really scary. It's like, oh, I'm starting—I'm starting a business. Like, there's going to be all of these costs. But I think that with our industry, the overhead is so low; it's it's fairly easy to get in and get started. <laughs> to me, it is low overhead. Yeah, yeah, it really, it's it's low overhead to get in and get started. And it's, I feel like, um, and that's even with good quality stuff. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like, you know, lower, mid-range, whatever. You can get really good quality stuff and still it'll last you long enough for you to be able to make those investments and not have to do it again for a while. So I love that. Are you finding like when you're, okay, you're starting to gear up and thinking about how, how, how things are going to go once Carter arrives. Have you already started to think about like what your pricing structure will be like and what sort of fees you're going to have associated with your business? Or are you like still still figuring that part out? I am still figuring that part out. I just and dabble in it. Like I, I look at um, some of the things other artists charge that are around me. Uh, I look at what y'all say in the Hennepreneur group, like about contracts and fees when you go to festivals. And I'm I think to myself like, ooh, this is getting serious. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be on my A game when it comes to festivals. But um, yeah, I, I, I do wonder um, what will I start. And I am, I promise you, before I do it, I'm gonna run it past the group. So I want to make sure that I'm not overpricing or underpricing yeah. um, for my work. Because uh, I mean, what I may think is a price, y'all may be like, nah, Shani, you need to charge more for that, or you need to charge a little less. But I haven't, I'm still trying to figure that out because honestly, I'm just, I love doing it, but I would see some, like some, I would probably charge, like with the, the one client I had was for $5, people like, they charge $15 for that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so maybe, you know, <laughs> took a little money out of my own pocket. So, but I mean, I, I, I look at it like I'm still new, you know, I'm still in the beginning stages. So I know that, but they, they know it when I tell them, but they don't necessarily know. So, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it all out. I love it. How, how I have to ask because I it's it's been like I'm going into my ninth year of business, 
and I, I remember the feelings that I had when I first started, but also like I see it through the lens of hindsight, right? So for you, like, if I can get in your head, <laughs> how does, how does, how does this whole thing feel to you right now? The prospect of, of opening Southern Henna and like now having these, these goals on the table and like, you kind of have it mapped out. And I think you have it mapped out pretty well, to be honest. How is this, how do you feel about this whole experience, this endeavor? Honestly, it's kind of surreal. Like I never, I never thought that me, when I picked up my first kind of home, that it would turn into all of this. And I'm not, and when I say all of this, I know it's not like this big business production. I got all this money coming in and blah, blah, blah. But I just mean, I never, I never thought I'd be a part of a community like this. I never thought I would be practicing every day. You know, some stuff I'm like, you know, I'm as good as, you know, some of the pros with some of these um, designs. And some others I'm like, look, I still need some work, you know. Um, it is kind of surreal. And then the other the other part of it for me is, and this is all honesty, and it's not, I'm not trying to be funny. I never thought me as a black woman, you know, I, I thought about it the other day, like I, I have not seen one black woman that does tennis. So I, I had this. I almost allowed myself to be like, uh, Shana, back away for a little bit because they're not going to take you seriously because you're a black woman. They probably think you just want to play with it and, you know, whatsoever. But then I thought about it like, it is what it is. I do it because I love it. it was, it's more so of, I've always been intrigued by it. I've always um, admired Hannah Art. I've always loved, you know, the Indian weddings and everything I always wanted to be a part of. And I, I thought it was amazing. I saw a friend that um, she got married and got all her henna done. I'm like, this stuff is, I've always been intrigued. Um, and I thought it's just, a, I think it's amazing that I'm able to do it and also provide that service to anyone. But even my family, like, and, and also educate them about it. Because, like, a lot of them don't even know I didn't know as much as uh, <laughs> I do now about him. Like after taking the mixology course, like I even tell my husband, like, you know, you know, but um, <laughs> just when I'm doing it and I, I share share with them about some things about Hannah and the history behind it. Um, and so it just kind of made me feel better. Because I think it even also, it talks about something like uh, in the mixology course, like cultural appreciation and then cultural, I'm about to mess this all up. I said, okay. Uh-huh. Appropriation. Okay, I was right. So, <laughs> like, you know, I'm definitely on the appreciation side. Um, and then I was like, you know, I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm not trying to act like I know everything about Hannah. This is a part of my culture or stuff like that. But I, I'm definitely admired. I definitely love that it's a service that I can provide. And so I just was shocked that, like, look, I'm a there's people that support me and I'm a, a black woman and they actually are like, yeah, you keep going for it. Cause I, I, I did feel like at one point I'm like, she ain't never going to do it just because it wasn't my culture, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to ask you, cause now you don't got me lit up, right? I don't think that you know how lit up you got me. <laughs> so I, have to, <laughs> I have to ask Shana, do you know culturally where your family is from? So, you know what? My husband can tell you a lot better than me, 
Um, but because we did take the 23 and <laughs> 23 and me said, so he knows all the details. Yeah. But on my mom's side, <laughs> on my mom's side, from what I just know before we took that test, my mom's side, the Cherokee Indian is extremely close. Like it's not. And I'm not, you know, not India, but I'm talking about Cherokee Indian is extremely close um, to the point where my, my great-grandmother was half Indian. Like, you can, if you used to see my mom and her her mother, you could see it. You can't see it in me as much, but you could definitely see it. Um, they they look like their skin, everything. But then my dad's side, um, straight from Africa, like, I'm just. We're, we got the bone structure, the dark skin. So now it's what part of Africa? That's where the 23andMe come in, and my husband's more into that. I just know it's definitely, and I know Africa is huge, and I know it says West Africa and all this other stuff. My dad doesn't really know. But if you see my dad's side, you can definitely tell. And then, so that's all I really that's all I really know. So now we're going to talk some history, okay? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yeah. Because you done got me lit up. So, and well, and I'll tell you, this is, this is, a, <clears throat> this is a passion point for me. So be, be prepared for a rant, okay? I think, <laughs> it kills me. It kills me so much. I think that so much, so many times, especially in the U.S., right? We have this, this thought that like, Henna and henna culture is is um, relates specifically to or equates specifically to South Asian culture, which sure that's a thing, sure. But if you culturally right, if you in your heritage, you you tie back to West Africa. Henna is a part of your culture, and this is the thing that like it it. <laughs> It eats me up inside. And like, I'm the, I'm the artist that like runs around around Baltimore. And I'm like, no, y'all need to understand, like, this is a part of our history and our heritage because it's true. You know, I, I mentioned at one point inside of the mixology class about the history of Hannah and I tie it back to Hauseland. Hauseland is a part, um, Hauseland, it, it's a region in West Africa. It's now Northern Nigeria. It crosses over also a portion of, of uh, Niger, Benin, and Togo, right? This area, Hauseland, there, there, the henna plants were so rich. Like now, if you go and see the ruins, those ruins would be covered with henna plants because their henna is so p- prominent there. And even now, like today, when you think about in like in northern Nigeria, northern Nigeria, if you go, henna is one of the standard beauty treatments that all women do. They sugar wax, they henna, they henna their hair, they henna their skin. Like, it, this is a thing. And so when we think about African cultures and, and Black women specifically occupying space in the henna industry, I'm like, uh, nah, this is ours too. It's ours too. And it, it, sadly for us that are here in the U.S., that's something that was removed from us. And not by choice, right? That's just by the transatlantic uh, uh, trade and so forth, right? So that's something that was removed from us. But it doesn't change the fact that that's what our ancestors did also. Um, and that dates back a long time. Like those, there was trade happening between West Africa and Egypt. And it's within those caravans that henna was, was kind of transported back and forth. And that's why you still see henna today in West Africa and in North Africa and, you know, 
as far as Egypt and Sudan and so forth. So for me, I get really excited every time I see another Black henna uh, artist because I'm like, this is our space too, you know? And I'm really like, I'm <laughs> when I say I'm lit up, I'm lit up. Like I get, I get so passionate about this because I'm like, it, it is, is the unspoken. It, it, it makes me crazy, but it is the unspoken um, uh, region. It's the unspoken element. It's the unspoken history of henna. That's it's like so often is forgotten. And I don't know about for you, but for me, with that in context, keeping that in mind, it makes me so happy. Like it makes it makes me so I cannot even put it into words for you how happy it makes me to be able to offer henna as a service to other black women also. Because when I'm doing henna, I feel connected to my history. When I'm doing henna, I feel connected to my ancestors. And it's exciting for me to be able to connect, uh, to, to feel that connection for myself and then also to be of service to someone else so that they also feel that connection. Like that, especially as a black woman in the US, like that is invaluable. Like there's no price tag you can put on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you got me all, all spun up and whatnot. Honestly, the mixology course that you have is what opened my eyes to it. So, because when you were saying, like, a lot of people were really India, you know, and they talked about, you know, Moroccan henna, but then you're saying how, you know, they all to Egypt and all this. I'm like, I didn't even know Africa. Yeah. <laughs> until I took that mixology course. And of course, I told my husband because he's all about. All about that stuff. <laughs> so that's what it kind of opened my eyes to it. Like, you know, it's not just over here, it's not just over there, it's everywhere. It's just the only thing is, you don't see, like you said, like black women in the US, you don't see them doing it mm-hmm. um, much. You don't, you don't. I haven't, I'm the first, you know, I haven't seen anyone here in, in the South. I'm not saying they're not here. I'm yeah. just saying, I haven't seen. Um, any black women here in the South. So I'm the only one. I'm the first one I've seen. Um, and it does make me feel good to provide henna for my family because honestly, I don't even think any of them would have gotten it if I didn't start it. They wouldn't even have been introduced to it. They wouldn't have known much about it. And now they're open to it. And, now, and, it, and not even are they open to it, they're educated about it. And a little bit of the history I've shared with them. Yeah. Um, more about it. So. Oh, I love it. I'm like, now you're going to have like a, riot, a whole rally cry going on. I'm like, where's the black henna artist? We need you. Like, I need y'all to tag you to like tag somebody. But no, it's, it's, it's true. I think it's, um, it can be, I think it can be hard. I, and, and I think it could be hard, especially in an industry where people are expecting a brown face, but not in, not in the context of a black woman. They're expecting a brown face, but like a South Asian woman, or they're or an Arab woman, or um, but then not they're they're not looking for that that black henna artist. And I think that um, they're showing up in that space and then being educated about it, and also knowing and being able to express that, hey, look, this is this is not just reserved for South Asian culture. This is not something that even you know has ties only to South Asian culture. There's a whole lot of history, and a lot of it comes back to us. Um, and I think, I think that that's also, I think it's really valuable and I think it's really empowering, um, 
for me, the majority of my clients are Black women or other Black women. And, and I, I have positioned my business in such a way that I am completely unapologetic about that. Um, because I think that there is, there's so many, um, so many things in the U S specifically, um, that the, the black women, it's, it's like, we, it's hard for us to give ourselves permission to enjoy them. And it's hard for us to give ourselves permission to, or to, to perceive permission from society around us to enjoy them. And I feel like Hannah has been one of them. Um, and I just think about so many, you know, instances where I've heard of, you know, the henna artists telling other, you know, black women, oh, well, you have to do your palms because it's not going to stain the outside and, and things like that. I'm like, it, 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 it's so, it's so, it's so wrong in so many different ways, but to be able to take that and say, Hey, look, not only is it untrue, but here is also something that's yours. And maybe you didn't know it's yours, but now you do. And I'm giving it back to you. And here's license to enjoy it. Like, listen, I, I've, I'm, I get all sorts of spun up. So I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yes, I love what you're doing. I love seeing you in this space. I think it's, I think it's so important. Have you found, um, like the people who are most interested in your services, are you finding that there are also other Black women or do you see that you have a lot of diversity in, in those who are interested in getting services with you? Um, no, honestly, it's mostly Black women. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure it's just because of the connection um, of family members and stuff. But at the same time, there is um, other races. Like I'm a part of this mom group where it's called Shoulder Strides. I used to be an instructor where we work out with our kids. But anyways, um, once a month, they get together from the fun. Maybe movies or we did uh, one of the haunted houses or the escape room things last time. So they were trying to think when we were having lunch, like, what should we do next? And one of them was like, well, why don't we just get together and let's try to do our henna? You know, and I was like, hey, I'm okay with that. Works for me. me. And and I was the only black woman at that lunch in that setting, you know? So I'm definitely reaching more than just one race but of course I attract more black women. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. I think um just showing up as a presence is important. I think making the distinction is important. I think that um being able to 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 provide education is important. And you have all of those things. And so I think that that's invaluable. And it's funny because like I remember having a conversation with someone and the the premise of the conversation was, okay, your, your work is largely like, you're largely showing black women and like in your images, it's black women and everything, like everything is black women. Do you feel like people will, who are not black, are they no longer, do you think that they're not going to be comfortable coming to you for services or like you won't serve them? And I remember thinking that's really interesting because being on the opposite side of the table when you look at marketing efforts from other businesses and you aren't represented there, that doesn't make me feel like I can't do business with them. It just makes me feel like I'm a little unseen. And so to, to be able to use my own business as a platform to say, Hey, look, I'm here to celebrate you and you happen to look like me. Um, that's really empowering. And I haven't found pushback from my community or, or pushback from, from would-be clients because of it. And certainly if, if they felt it, they haven't vocalized it to me. So 
do you see yourself also, and this is kind of a loaded question. I don't know. <laughs> you might be like, uh, yeah, I thought about this or maybe you, ha- maybe you haven't. Do you see yourself also using uh, Southern Henna and using your platform as a way to push that representation and to push that, um, I'll call it equality. Um, honestly, I can see that happening with me. I mean, like, so I'm getting into Henna, I'm building Southern Henna, and if this is going to be my business, my passion, yeah, then definitely, you know, I'm not going to hold back. I'm pushing for it. Um, because um, like you, I'm big on opening doors for other women, you know, um, that want to do the same or want to be better. I'm not one like, let me get it. Let me just keep it for myself or my family. Um, I feel like if this is what you want to be, let me help, you know, help you get there. Let me provide this path. I'm so for that. I'm so for that. So if it's so, if so be it to where I have to be trailblazer or whatever, you know, just set the tone that I'm all for. I, re- I really am. Um, because like I say, like I, you don't see many of us. You, you really don't. Um, mm-hmm. But when you, there is, when there is one, like, you know, you and I, for example, we attract. Like, it's not like we're not interested in henna. It's just people naturally gravitate to their own because that's what they're comfortable with. And I say that they won't ever go to another race, but sometimes that, I mean, it is, it's the truth, but, um, they'll go to their own, because it was kind of like with me, like, I felt like it was a totally different culture. So maybe I wasn't going to be accepted or maybe I was going to be questioned or whatever the case. And I think that's sometimes the same with our clients, honestly, yeah. it's like, oh, what does black woman want something to done for? Or, you know, because when you said the part was like, you only got to do your palms, I've kind of had to relate with that because, you know, there's a part that doesn't really show on my hands. So some of them were like, well, what's the point of me even coming? Like, if you don't come here, let me do the henna, you know, and then I'll do the henna. And they're like, Shana, it's staying so dark. I'm like, uh-huh. you, know, you never know until you try type stuff. But, you know, I, yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, I love it. It's it's interesting. I think the the journey that Hannah can take you on, because I, I, well, I when I think about when I started my business, I never imagined that that would be a part of that journey, a part of this journey. Like this is this is something that I'm living today, and it's so interesting how 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 Hannah can can kind of bring things to you and kind of put things on your lap that you didn't necessarily expect. I love it. Honestly, to be totally honest, that is one of the things that I'm the most proud of in my own business. And I hope that for you also, that's something that makes you very proud. And I hope that it, it, it's something that also will, will make your clients proud. And I see that, like, I don't know. I, 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 can, I imagine that it will. I hope that it will. And I hope that that's your experience as well. So uh, shift, let's shift gears a little bit. So tell me, tell me what do you expect? Like, what do you expect in your business? What do you see when you see yourself in like, I don't know, three years, five years, do you where do you, where would you like to see Southern Hana? Um, you know, three years, five years. <laughs> because that, I mean, that right now, anything is possible for me. With me. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Uh, everybody expects this this uh, fight to the job for forever, and I'm like, do you do it? Okay, 
So I I wouldn't mind if it was a full-time business. If it's a full-time business where I'm providing enough income for me and my family to replace the job I have now, I'm so for it because I know I'm doing something I love and I'm still helping women. I've always had this passion of helping women um, be themselves and be comfortable in their skin and, you know, it's okay. We all go through it. So even, I mean, if I'm, I can use that with henna, then perfect and still be happy doing it. I'm all for it. But that's why I was like, I mean, five years from that, three, five years from now, hey, anything is fair game. I'm not attached to being a flight attendant at all. But the flight benefits are good, but they are not everything, okay? <laughs> Trust me. Everybody enjoys the flight benefits more than you, and you're the person that's working. Because you got to work all the time, and everybody else is flying all over the, the world for free. <laughs> but you're working. So. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, I'm not attached to it. It's not a bad job. I'm just saying, like, I, I want I want my own. I want my own um, business where I'm able to connect with other women. Mm-hmm. And if henna, if Southern henna is it, then yeah. Because, like, I mean, I feel like sometimes you do run into things to where um, you may not expect it to be what it is. And it's exactly what you need it to be. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like I said, I've always wanted to be able to help women and connect with women. And if this is, it just so happened that this is it, then hey, I'm going for it. Oh, it's, it's, I, you know what? I see it. I, I do. I, I cannot express how much I believe that, that, that again, that henna is the medium for a bigger thing. You know, when you, you do, when you're of service and you are able to listen and, and provide feedback and just hold space for someone else. Which as a doula, like you're going to, that's something that you will naturally do. You're naturally inclined to do that if you can do that work. So, you know, to kind of just provides the place for you to do it. Um, the, the environment, right, for you to do it. But otherwise, that's just you doing what you were called to do. And I think that's beautiful. How do you, how, let me <laughs> How your fa- like I I love that your family is so involved. And I love that they're that they're so supportive of you and what you're doing. And I love I love <laughs> how they're like pushing you out to do things. How do you um foresee like balancing the family the family part with um with your business? Are you like leaning into them? Also like when you're ready to go, like yes, take all the marketing materials and do all the things. I ask because I know at least for me, right? It's been my experience. <laughs> There's sometimes those people who are very like they have great intentions <laughs> and they'll bring you work and you're like, that is not the time. <laughs> like, oh, don't bring me any more clients. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. You know what I mean? And so um for me, like it's been it, it for especially when I first started, like I remember my mom was like, Oh, everybody, like everybody get head on and she'd share just shares and still today which by the way like shout out hi mom i know you're here watching um, i love what you're doing keep doing it um but no like even today she'll she'll like share my posts and i'm like mom there's no one on your friends list who's ever going to get <laughs> from me and even if they like i uh, whatever so but like that balancing act i remember when i first started being like oh okay now i've got these clients coming up to like they're not really the type of clients that i'm wanting to work with i'm wanting to work with this type of person and you're bringing in this type of person I don't know. It's just a balancing act uh, for me. Of like, I don't know. 
I feel like I'm going to be editing this whole part out because I'm like, I feel like I'm botching this question so bad. No, I think I kind of understand that because I think the good part for me, though, is I'm not in the same city as my family. My family, well, my dad, he's an hour away. So, um, and then I have an uncle that lives here um, in Savannah, too. And he has a door. That's I, I do her henna. And that's how I got those two girls. But my family is an hour away. And my husband's family is in Little Rock, Arkansas. So I think that helps me <laughs> a lot. <laughs> because a part of it is that, you know, like when I when I go home to visit, you know, my niece will tell someone, I'll tell her, you know, she'll do your henna, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be thinking, like, I don't want to be doing all these people. You know, that's not yeah. who I'm really interested in helping. You know, they just really just come with this. They want tattoo work. Like, put my yeah. name. I'm like, put your name. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think the distance has really helped. It really helps me. But when it comes to family members, I kind of give in sometimes. Like, I aren't. Like, I had one of my great aunts. I'm just telling me to get my hand in there. And I'm thinking, like, what are you going to do? Like, I, don't, I wouldn't even know what kind of design she wanted, but she was coming to get her henna done. She saw her, her grandbabies with it, so she said she wanted to get some done. Oh. So, yeah. Nah, but this just kind of helps me balance that. I love that. That's I just imagine her like, yeah, I want to get... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. And she's one of those straightforward people don't take no for an answer. It just so happened that I it was at a family cookout. And I got overheated. And so she was walking up me. I'm coming to get my hair. I said, you're going to have to wait. I'm, I got to go to the car for some AC. Because, I, cause, you know, I'm pregnant and I was overheated. But And I ended up leaving. But I was telling myself, like, what did she want done? Like, I just couldn't. But, yeah. That is funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, you know, I, it is. I, I um. <laughs> I used to, I would be so challenged sometimes with the, uh, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this sort of work. And then my family would bring me people or like friends would bring me people. And I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Like I got you. Yeah. And still today, like now I feel like once, once I made a really clear distinction on, okay, this is the type of person that I'm serving. This is the type of person I like to do business with. Then it becomes much easier. But you know, when you're first starting finding that person and like getting into that space, that network tapping in it can be rough so everyone's like here throwing things at you and I remember tying back to to what I was um what we what we talked about earlier about patients right and I mentioned that active patients I remember there being such um there was a time where people would be like well you're wanting to have a business but like I'm sending you like you're but you don't want to do this event or you're saying you want to do this but then you're you're not agreeing to doing that service over there or whatever and i remember i remember that feeling of like but i have like i have to be patient i know that i'm going to re- reach the right people it's just going to take time and effort from me and for you as you're like finding your feet i know you said earlier like oh like my biggest accomplishment is this and it's not a big a big thing and whatnot but I'm like no I feel like the accomplishments that you've made thus far are huge and that you're setting up a really solid foundation for your business and I think that that's something that if I could go back and do things differently I would do what you're doing today 
so yeah so I and I mean that so I think um like don't downplay it like oh it's, it's not a big it's not a big production I'm like yeah it's, it doesn't look like a big production but you're you're doing the things in the right way from the beginning and that should that should set the tone for the rest of everything that's to come which is great so yeah I don't know that's what I got <laughs> that's what I got so, you know being able to um to see where you see what you're doing and at the same time, kind of going with the flow, but also like understanding the boundaries that you're putting up within your business and, and like really, I don't know, identifying that path. I think that's important. Um, and then, of course, just investing in yourself and in your growth and in those things that that you want to do as you want to do them. Um, I think it's it's so worthwhile. So I don't know if that was rambly, but I hope you just know that you have my stamp of approval. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So let me ask you then, um, over like over the course of the past three months, Shauna, over the course of the past three months, like, but for real, what, what has been, what has been your, your biggest lesson, the the biggest lesson that you've learned, uh, it could be personally, professionally, whatever, the biggest lesson that you've learned over the course of this journey. I would say, um, we talked about a little bit, but patience and consistency, um, with my Hannah journey. It's easy to look at someone else's work and be like, all right, I'm not doing so good. You know, it's so easy, but I remember someone saying, and this is before I even started my Hannah journey, um, about something totally else. They said, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Um, you know, and it makes so, it makes so much sense to me. Like, look, I always, when I see their work, I be like, they had to start somewhere too. They mm-hmm. may start five years ago, ten years ago, but they had to start somewhere too. Um, so patience and consistency is like being patient with myself. Like, hey, my kind of designs are going to look like this tomorrow, you know. But if I keep doing the work and being consistent, it'll look like this later on down the line. And it may not even necessarily look exactly like that, but it'll look in a way that I'm extremely proud of, you know. Yeah, um, I'm ready to share and show off to the world type stuff. Oh, I love it. I think um, <clears throat> the consistency piece too. The consistency is it is it's important. I it, I I love what what that person said about not comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. I always look and I'm like, look, comparison is the thief of joy. And I'll tell you, in in my own experience, it was when like I saw the biggest shift in my business when I stopped looking at other people. And that's just real. Like, and now, and today I, like, I, I I say this to myself very often. And I say this, like, I say this to students also. I'm like, keep your eyes on your own paper. Focus on what you're doing. Because as much as you can, you can spend your energy looking at so-and-so, looking at that other artist, seeing how they're doing and comparing and wasting time in that comparison. You gain nothing from the comparison. They gain nothing from the comparison and your clients don't either. But if you can focus that same energy on just what you're doing, it's like, it's a world of difference. And I think uh, for you, just seeing how, how quickly you've been able to progress um, in, your, in your work, in your skills and so forth, I'm like, 100%, girl, don't, don't, don't let comparison be the thief of joy for you. You are, you're killing it. So, so lean in, continue to lean in. Um, 
And then let me ask you, because I do think like, again, as you said, you know, you don't want to compare someone's beginning to the, to, or your beginning to someone else's middle. I think it's important for us to always acknowledge that regardless of where we are in our henna journey, we've been through something, we've experienced something, we've gained some new knowledge or gained some new insight or um, we've accomplished something or we've learned something. And so with that, I think it's always important for us to also look back and give back to the community um, who's helping us in that progress, right? So if you could leave a, a message, if you could write a note and leave it behind for, you know, for the artist who's two steps behind you, what would you say to them? What advice would you give them or encouragement or suggestion? What have you? Um, now, I would definitely say number one is believe in yourself. Um, don't, don't doubt your ability. Um, if this is something you want, if this is something you feel like you're that, especially if you know to put the work in, believe in yourself and go for it. Like we kind of talked about just not too long ago. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing, all that comparison. It's 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 okay to look at it and learn from it. Definitely okay to do that. Uh, but believe in yourself. I think that's just the number one. Because if you don't, if you don't believe you can do it, then what's the point of even doing it? That's just how I feel. Like, if you already have doubt, you know, it's like, uh, they're better than me. It's like, what's the point of moving forward if you can't even believe that you can't, that you can do it yourself? Because honestly, that's all you need. Because like, as soon as you get that first, that first negative critique, it's going to take you out if you don't believe in yourself, you know? Yeah. And so I would say that's uh, definitely what I would tell them. Because the, the more steps you take forward, the more practice you put in, you know, the more work or investments you put in yourself, you see that difference. And then you can you can pat yourself on the back because like, girl, I told you you had it, like, you know, and then it's like everyone else kind of sees it later, but don't look for everyone else, just look for yourself. And every and we when everyone else kind of chimes in later, it's like a plus. That's how I feel. It's like a plus. It's kind of like validation in a sense of what you already knew about yourself which you already kind of was pep talking yourself with, you know. Yes. 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 I love it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you can be all hype. No, it's true. I think it's true. You, you do. You have, you have to feel that way. You have to, you have to believe in yourself. I, I like, I'm co-signing on that one so hard. I love it. Um, well, I do like, I, I have to thank you because I think it's so, it's so important to acknowledge every every stage in the game. And I feel like when you're first coming in, it can be hard. It can be hard to to look around and see like, you know, those people who are doing it for three years and for five years and for 10 years, for 20 years and be like, okay, but, but where, where do I fit in? And I love hearing about how you just, how you won, how you came in and we're just open and I think, honestly, Shauna, that's the one thing about you personally that um, was the most exciting to me. Like when you came into the group and you're like, yeah, I'm just here to learn. And immediately people are like, ah, stop what you're doing. <laughs> and you're just like, OK, I'm going to do that. Like, <laughs> I, I, like <laughs> it's it, it, it. But it speaks to your character, too. Like it speaks to, to who you are. And I, I remember falling in love with that post. Can I be just totally like vulnerable and honest with you too? That was the first post in the group 
where um, where someone had come and posted um, work with chemical cones. And I was kind of waiting for up until that point, like there, most people were already, they were using natural henna, but the group had started to grow, right? So it was like behind the scenes. The group had started to grow. I don't know what happened. Some, I think it, um, it, I don't know why Facebook started like sharing the group or whatever, but the group started to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first post. And I remember feeling very anxious. Like I was very anxious to see the direction that the group would go because I'd opened the group about eight months prior, eight or nine months prior. And all through those months, I was working really hard to like build the right culture in the group. Like, I think that that's really important. You have to set the uh, solid foundation. And so I was trying to build this culture inside of the group of like, um, you know, kindness and, and being respectful and speaking to people with compassion and like those things. But you never know because the henna community, we get real judgy about chemical cones real judgy and real fast. And I remember seeing the post and by the time I saw it, others had already chimed in and I saw the comments. I was like, Oh no. Like I saw just the number of comments. I was like, here we go. Like, uh Oh, uh Oh, I hope that things didn't go left. You know, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we saw it, when we saw it, when I, when I, when I saw it, and I, I was in the car with my husband when it happened, I was like, Oh no, it's time. Like, I've been waiting for this moment for months. <laughs> and and then to see what it was so I was terrified, honestly, I was terrified. Um but then I saw like the way that the community responded and then also in seeing the grace in your response, I was like this is what Hennapreneur is. Like this is the community that I wanted and it was so exciting to me to see. So even in that, like I have to thank you because your being open and being vulnerable at that time also was a learning moment for me and a moment of validation for me that like this community is, it's growing to be what I'd hoped it would be. So there's no way you would have known that backstory, but <laughs> yeah. So you've always, you're like, yeah. So like you're special to me too. In that way. I'm like, I, I, um, seeing your responses and, and so forth. I was like, Oh, Oh, I like her. I like her. She needs to be here forever. Plus, I'm, I I have a little bit of a thing. Like, <laughs> so I spoke to Shab the other day, and I was, <laughs> I was telling her like, I don't know if you know, but like you and Shauna's bromance in the group, <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> and she's like, Is that a thing? I'm like, Totally a thing. So I. T- <laughs> I told her that I'm gonna have to post like a like I have to do a giveaway or something. Someone, you know, like Brangelina and whatnot. Like we need a name <laughs> for you and. Sha- <laughs> oh I my god! So much. Oh my I, gosh! I really. I I love you guys. I'm like oh, <laughs> they're like they had a besties and it makes me so happy. Um. Anyways, that's totally totally ugly. But anyway, so I do. I I um. Back to what I was saying is that I, I I have I have to tell you how much I appreciate you sharing your journey with us and and sharing just the 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 nuance of being the 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 new one in the room and for being vulnerable also about um, your experience as a black henna artist specifically I think that that's really valuable and I think that it's something that um, I'm I'm grateful to you for for mentioning it for bringing it up because I think it's something that's worth discussing as well. Um, and so because of that, I want to, I want to ask one, where can, where can people find you online? If they want to connect with you outside of this interview, 
um, if they want to learn more about you, follow your journey, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram at Southern Henna. So that's the only thing I really have where I post um, my work. So Instagram at Southern Henna. Love it. And then also because um, because you have shared with us and whatnot, like I, I think it's important that there's a give and take component to every community. So you gave to us with your time and with your insight. And I'd love to know how the Hennapreneur community can support you in return. So is there any way that that Hennapreneur um, or the Henna community at large can help support you and where you're going with your journey? Um. Yes, um, definitely in the community, in the group. Uh, I love feedback. I love honest feedback. Um, don't sugarcoat nothing. I mean, don't be mean, but <laughs> but definitely give me honest feedback <laughs> um, of my work or decisions or like you know decisions I'm trying to work through with growing my business. Because um, like I love it when someone's like, "Hey, I've tried this before." It. <laughs> You may not want to do this or like at least say I tried this before and this was the result. So just consider that type of thing. Um, and then just support. Like even if you already go to Instagram and just support like a, a picture or say something about a picture. Like, oh, this would make you if I even added a song so to it or, you know, I love this and blah, blah. I just love feedback and support. Um, it, it really goes a long way. It goes a long way for me. Oh, uh, well, you got my promise there, but, <laughs> and I do, I think, um, yeah, I, th I think that that's, that that's really important. And I, I, I thank you for asking for it. And hopefully our group members as well, will continue to give the, give you their support and, and encouragement and feedback. I think that's so, it's, it's, that's how you grow. That's how you grow. You can, you yeah. know. So, oh my gosh. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for spending your, your, your time with me today and sharing, sharing about yourself. And thank you so much for having me. It's been an amazing interview. Oh, I was, I, I really enjoyed myself. Seriously. Oh, I'm so glad. Look, me too. Me too. And we'll have to do, we'll have to, I'm like, you know what? I just feel like this should be a thing all the time. Honestly, can I tell you the, the way that this, the series is going thus far, I'm like, this should be like a season and I do one every year. And like, and then I'm like, Chelsea, reel it in. Let's first see, <laughs> let's get through, let's get through this first. He's not like, oh, let me get through the first things first and then we'll make it. Decision. But, um, but no, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming and for, for sharing with me and, and, um, and for sharing your experience with the community. And I'm so, so I like, I cannot emphasize this enough. I'm so looking forward to seeing the way that Southern Henna grows and um, if you, if there's anything that you feel like I can support you with or I can help you with, please do not hesitate to reach out um, because I'm, I'm really, I'm so impressed by you. I'm so in, inspired even by you and your dedication. And um, yeah, I'm in your corner. So use me as a resource if you need to. It really, it means a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. All right, lady. Well, I'll let you go enjoy the rest of your day. Um, and yeah. I'll be chatting with you soon inside of the group. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Bye.